In a series of videos, we'll be going through the material Know Your Bible Better, which you can download at the website www.ncmi.net. This is material that helps you with some basic tools on how you can get more out of your Bible. Now, in the first video, we looked at how the Bible transforms you. The Bible is a book that is not only full of information, but is a book there to transform you, to make you new. Uh, the Word of God is living and active, working in and through our lives. Now, there are many things in this world today that are looking for our attention. There's the news media, there is social media, there are YouTube videos. There are many things that are looking to grab our attention. And what we give our attention to is actually what forms us as people, as human beings. What forms us is what we give our attention to. So as Christians, we are encouraged to give our attention to the Bible, the scriptures, the word of God, the gospel, to Jesus. And therefore, that is one of the ways in which the Bible will transform us when we give our attention to the Bible. So there are some tools that we can use to help us give our attention to the Bible. And by giving our attention to the Bible, we put ourselves, as it were, in the firing line of God's word. God is always speaking. His word is like a waterfall. And it's up to us to put ourselves underneath the waterfall so that the refreshing and the renewal of our minds can happen. So to help us along, God has also given us teachers, which we read about in Ephesians 4 verse 11. Teachers and preachers whose job it is to study the scriptures and understand things like the context and create um, resources and books, at least for us to use. So we don't just hear the Bible, I mean, we don't just read the Bible. Christianity is not just about reading the Bible and praying but has to be also looked at in the context of the community. God gives us gifts to help us understand the Bible. And within the community, the local church, we're able to um, talk to each other, discuss, learn from each other, hear the preaching of God's word, be under the teaching of the elders, learn for ourselves, and eventually become fathers and teachers and preachers ourselves. Um, so it is up to many of these people who God has called you see, not all of us are going to call ourselves theologians. Not all of us are called to be theologians. But all of us have a theology. Whether you like it or not, you have a theology. Even saying you don't have a theology or you don't care for theology is a kind of theology. So it is up to you to make sure that the theology you have is good. Good theology leads to life, leads to transformation, leads to a livable Christianity. Bad theology, however, leads to disaster or, or just never experiencing the fullness that God has for us. So God has given us teachers in the church to help us. But of course, if we just rely on teachers and preachers, we might actually garner a false theology. If they're teaching something that is false or off track or they're emphasizing something wrongly, then we could, uh, we would, we would also begin to adopt that theology, those ideas, then, and find our Christianity is not as full or could even go take us down paths that are unhelpful or um, bad for us and for others around us. So God has given us these gifts in the church, but also makes our responsibility to intend scriptures for ourselves. We also all have to learn the tools, at least the basic tools 
to help understand the Bible, to help understand the nuances and the cultural context the Bible is written in, the, the little things that will help us be able to read the Bible better and know it better and be able to get more from out of it. So in this section uh, and in the following sections videos, we will be looking at some of the tools that you can use, basic tools, easy tools that you can use to help you know your Bible better. Now, because the Bible is God's inspired and perfect revelation to mankind, we should give it the highest authority in our lives. Any writings or prophetic utterances or spiritual reading that contradicts the Bible can't possibly be from God since it differs from God's unchanging truth. So since the Bible has the ultimate authority in our lives as Christians, it follows that we should study it and give it as much attention as we can so we too can access the thoughts, the truths, the emotions, and even the very heart of God. Now as we put so much emphasis on the Bible, you might ask yourself, why would God use simple letters that we can find on a page to reveal himself? Why wouldn't he use something more dramatic, something more experiential, something more um, something that, that's, that is perhaps more like a sign that shows God's truth. And the reality is that God does do that through his Holy Spirit. But we must understand that he always communicates to mankind, to us, through physical means. He created a physical world. And so God uses the physical things in this world to speak to us. We even see this in Psalm 19 in 1 verse 1 and 2 which says that the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. There's a sense in which nature itself in the, in the creation of God that we can understand something of God and declares something of God and who he is. The physical object of world, the world that is outside of the way I feel or my emotions or my perception of the world, that will reveal something to God and speaks to my emotions and changes my perceptions. And that's how the scripture works. We can see that God has created something and given us something that functions outside of us. It functions objectively. It, not, it doesn't rely on my emotions or my feelings or my cultural upbringing or my context or my perception of the world to make it true. Rather, this external thing that God gives us is there to form my perceptions, form my emotions even, and bring the truth to me. Truth doesn't come from the inside out. Truth comes from the outside in, through God's word external to me, into me. So God communicates to us through a physical thing called the Bible, objectively outside of us, and he communicates to us um, subjectively. So in other words, he uses the objective to communicate to the subjective. We see that in Romans 1 verse 32 and Romans 2 verse 14 and 15. He speaks to our conscience. He speaks to the deepest parts of us by his Holy Spirit and he speaks to our minds through his written word, renewing our minds as Romans 12 verse 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what God's will is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. So God renews our mind. He uses the external to renew the internal through his written and revealed and inspired words found in the Bible.
So now we understand why we should pay attention to the scriptures, why it's important that we have some basic tools to help us understand the Bible more so it can do its work in us. And then as it does its work in us, it does its work through us into the world. So outside of us, God speaks to us. He reveals himself to us through his scriptures and his Holy Spirit that is with us, living in us, revealing these scriptures through some of the basic tools we can also use. He speaks to us, transforms us internally, and that transformation then works externally again into the world, uh, causing us to become people of love and change in the world. So on page 11 of the book of this uh, material, Know Your Bible Better, there's an exercise that you can follow. And the point of this exercise is to really show you how you can use scripture and not just as something that you read, but something that you can almost ingest, something that you know that is bringing nourishment to you. You can use it as an exercise to help you basically change scripture into a prayer, into a conversation between you and God. So the scripture we're going to be looking at is Matthew 5. Verse 1 to 11, it's, got, it's Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. And the other things that you need to do, on page 11 of the book, it says, read the following passage of Scripture slowly. Remember that these are Jesus' words written to the crowds who came to him, but they're also written for you. And as you read the Scripture, stop at each phrase. Do the following. Number one. Think deeply on what it means to you. Number two, turn it into a prayer. So, for example, when you read Jesus say, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Stop. Then ask God to help you see the kingdom, to help you want the kingdom, to give you his kingdom. Then talk to him about your fears, your doubts, those things that excite you. So go through each line in Matthew 5, 1 to 11 and do the same. Remember that prayer is a conversation. So in this exercise, you're letting the words of Scripture not just be information, but become a conversation between you and God. Remember, we don't want information, we want transformation. So open yourself up to Him as you read the Scripture and you let form itself in you and, you and you speak to God in the scripture. Open yourself up to God and let you transform by his spirit. So again, scripture is Matthew 5, 1 to 11. Go and read that. Follow the exercise. Download the book at ncy.net. You can find it, the exercise at page 11. And in the next video, we'll be looking at discovering uh, the central message of the Bible.